Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show brought to you by Playline. We have my friend, Soul Street, in on the show. What's up, Buster? What up? What up? <laughs> this is going to be on, fun. people? This is going to be a lot of fun. I hope you, so. I hope so. You just got back from Houston mm -hmm. for Astroworld Fest. How was that? I did Astroworld Fest, man. It was pretty crazy. I mean, my... Me going to Houston for Astro World Fest is probably different than most people going to Houston for Astro World Fest. Like I have my own ulterior motives, so to speak. So <laughs> for what my motives were, it was great, and I was like, go out there, buy a bunch of merch, and um, hopefully try to get a couple pair of sneakers because the Space Store was supposed to, you know, word in town was they were going to start selling some sneakers at the Space Store the way they did last year at the uh, Astro World Fest. And both of those things happened. It turned out great. So for me, it was awesome. I'm so happy yeah. to hear. Uh, so for people that don't have full mm -hmm. context on what Soul Street is, who you yes. are, yep. what's the easiest way for like, let's say a mom out there, let's say a mom listening, how do you describe what you do to right. that mom? All right. So for the mom <laughs> listening, when her kids are like showing her all this cool stuff on Instagram, whether it be like sneakers or Supreme is getting real popular now, you know, right. all these like hard to attain things that their children want and they can't get, I'm the guy that can get it for them. You know, I'm the go between. I am a modern day ticket scalper without sort of that criminal edge you know? right very legal <laughs> yes yeah very legal very legal the, the scalping part wasn't so much but it's kind of the same deal you know right yeah. what are your favorite brands to uh to get and then deal nike you know really nike's like i mean it all originally started with me with you know the footwear i was an assistant manager at a foot action years and years mm. and years ago and i sort of caught the sneaker bug you know what i mean yeah. i had to have the latest jordan i have to have the latest release and it was easier back then as and you know as i didn't work there anymore you know after a while i still had the bug but things became harder to attain so you know i had to start camping out for stuff and sleeping outside in front of stores to get sneakers you know walk me through that yeah. Why? Well, Why would anyone in their right mind camp out for a pair of sneakers? Well, the first thing is most people, most of us aren't in our right mind. That's the first <laughs> thing, right? So it's just like, you know, you want to have that, that item. You want to be fresh. You know, for me, it came from like, you know, a sneaker made my wardrobe every day. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I grew up poor, like a lot of kids out here in New York. You know what I mean? We didn't have a lot. I was raised in Ravenswood projects and like, you know, clothing and sneakers came at a premium. You know what I mean? I didn't have that much, but the sneaker, if I could find a way to get like a nice sneaker, you know, and it was never Jordan's, you know, it was like some Nike or Adidas or something. But if I could find the way to get a nice sneaker, mm -hmm. then like I'm set for that whole month, that whole couple of weeks, you know, until I get the next sneaker or at least until I beat them up and they're not like, in good enough condition you know what i mean it didn't matter what the outfit was you know what i mean i had like the cheap pants the cheap shirt but as long as my sneakers were that anchor point i had something that sort of gave me a little bit of a high it gave me a little bit of an edge on everybody like yeah i got the new fresh joints so the kicks were always the thing that like meant the most to me as far as you know getting dressed and you know, getting fly. The kicks were it. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't matter what the clothing was. It didn't matter what my coat was. In elementary school, junior high school, if I had the right sneaker on or close enough to the right sneaker, it gave me that confidence boost and gave me, you know, that little feel of an edge. So For it's, sure. just, it's just snowballed and snowballed from that. At what point in time did sneaker reselling become a thing? Because sneakers have been big for a while, but mm -hmm. I, I have to assume that the internet had a hell of a lot to do with the fact that sneakers started being worth more than what they retailed for afterwards. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, in the early days of my own personal collecting, like it was pretty limited to pretty much like whatever we got at the mall, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and then like, I remember the first time I started realizing that they were like, really special sneakers out there that like might only be in a certain region or might only be in a certain store or like a collaboration of some sort it was like looking through the kicks magazine which was um part of uh it was like uh do you remember kicks magazine i don't and it was they had a whole magazine and it was an insert uh, it's, I'm sure it's Googleable, but there was a magazine. It was like a sports magazine. It was an NBA magazine. Right. And in the back of it, there was a kick section. Mm. And it had like all the new kicks coming out. And then it branched from being a section into having its own magazine. Sick. And that was before all the social media days. And like, you know, I remember like when that magazine would hit the stand, I'd be like looking forward to try to see right. what, what, what was that right, next right. sneaker, you know? And that's when I started realizing it. But like the first sneaker that I think really took the world by storm and like, had immediate resale potential would have been like the Nike SB, probably the, the pigeons. That was part of the city pack. Like that whole city pack 
the pigeons are ex- more so super than, expensive they're now. Super expensive, yeah, they're super expensive. But like when the pigeons released, there was just mayhem downtown. What was retail on those? Or retail on those might have been one. No, I'm lying. Retail on those might have been ninety bucks or something like that. Yeah. And what are they dunks. going for now for those? Oh, thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't have a pair, and I have never had a pair, so I don't actively keep track of the market on that shoe. So but what? Thousands of dollars. There are dozens of Nike SBs that drop for ninety dollars. Correct. Not all of them sell for thousands of dollars. No, not all. Uh, what not at all. what was special about those? I think it just connected with the city in a way. You know what I mean? That was New York sneaker. That was Jeff Staple and you know Pigeons New York sneaker. That was part of the city pack. They did like L.A. They did um, the Paris SBs, which was another mm. really big hit from that collection. That might even go more than the Pigeons now. Um, and it just. There was just so many people that wanted it. I mean, that that colorway, the concrete, that cement gray with the you know the New York City bird on the back yeah. and that salmon. I know so it. It's sure. just it just hit and everybody wanted it. And it just there were so many people out there trying to buy the shoe. I mean, they they were sold originally at Reed Space, which was on Orchard Street in Lower Manhattan, and like. It was on the newspaper the next day. You know what I mean? That was like a big newspaper article. Jeff Staple like re-released a, a version of that newspaper when he did the Black Pigeons not too Crazy. long ago. Yeah. And like there was just a, nobody had ever seen that many people coming out and lining up and getting online and queuing or whatever you want to call it. Nobody seen that many people going out there for one sneaker. And once everybody, once the news picked it up, once it got on the newspaper, once word yeah. got around, it just became like it became the market indicator and it became the justification for being able to say, I want whatever amount of money I want for it. And this is why. What are the craziest sneakers you've ever had in your collection? The cra- what are your favorite? My favorite sneakers are, is pro- my favorite sneakers probably a Jordan three cement threes, just all day, every classic day. look. Like, yeah. I've always been sort of like a grungy Jordan guy. You know what I mean? Give me like anything from like one through like, seven-ish, you know what I mean? And an 11, you know, the eights were a little weird to me. The nines are cool. The tens, eh, 11s were great, you know, but threes threes and 11s, you know, the Jordan 11 Concord was my first Jordan. Gotcha. Like not a retro, the original release. That was the first pair of Jordans I ever owned. Which of some of these new collaborations, like Mm -hmm. the Travis Scott with Nike or maybe Mm -hmm. the old OVO with Drake, have people hit you up the most about? Because they want them. The most? I mean... It's probably, if we're talking about like artist-themed collabs, Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be the Travis one because before that it was just Drake and like I'm more popular now than I was when those released. So it might have something to do with that. But um, Travis probably has one of the nicer, you know, aside from the Yeezy one and twos, probably has one of the nicer artist-themed Nike collabs ever, you know? What went wrong with Yeezy? From my understanding, um, what happened was he wanted to have a percentage ownership of his model. And Nike wasn't willing to give him that. Nike was like, no, this is our shoe still. You know, you're our sponsor for the shoe. It's called the Yeezy, but it's our shoe. And Kanye wanted it to be a portion his shoe. He wanted to own his master, so to speak. And Nike gotcha. wasn't with it. So that's why he left and went to Adidas, because Adidas let him own a portion of that actual Yeezy part. But just, does he just own the clothing part, Mm-mm. or does he have a percentage of the shoes, he too? He has a percentage of the shoes, as well. And he owns most of the clothing part. I believe so. I'm not 100% about the clothing part. It's less part, important, also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the shoes, is, he's, got a, he's got, like, a full stake in that. Yeah. But the actual resale of, mm. the, of the Adidas Yeezys mm. has gone... Well, of course, because, I mean, he said it when he first started making them. You know, he wanted to get to a place where everybody who wants a Yeezy can get a Yeezy. And I think we've come to that place. I mean, not with every single model, but, I mean, how many 350 V2s are there? I can't, I literally couldn't count how many different colorways of the 350 V2 they've done. Dropping a million pairs. Exactly. They've done colorways where they re-release the exact same color. And, like, you know, it's just, they, they just keep hitting us, hitting us, hitting us. And, I mean, they don't have any care in the world where resale is to a degree you know what i mean nor they, should they no they can sell them out at retail for days it doesn't matter if it, even if the shoe takes a week to sell out it's gonna sell out in a week and however many they make they're gonna get that full retail for that yeezy will never hit a sales rack should these brands care about resale at on any level 
I mean, the resale market is a good indicator of like how hot their product is, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean? It's a it's a good judge of like demand and how far that demand goes because there are a lot of models like the Easy's that can sell out at a retail level, but you know it's hard to demand good dollars in resale, right? So that sort of goes as like an indicator to like how how great of a shoe it really is. It might help the brands like sort of have an indication on whether or not the market will be able to bear like uh, a raise in retail price, you know? So I, I think it matters a lot. I think it matters a lot. And it's also interesting from like a double dipping perspective because I'm starting to see a lot of these mm-hmm. big sneaker companies start investing in the apps, yeah. in the stock X's, the, the goats of the world. Uh, so I think it's interesting in that sense. I saw a major sneaker company just put in uh, mm-hmm. or rather store put in a hundred million dollars into goat. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, <laughs> I saw that too. So, Falaka did that. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like it's 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 whatever. They're I double mean, dipping. It's, yeah, it's which a, is genius. It is, it is. It's and it's just the natural progression of things, I think. It's just like at the same time when like, you know, you're at Foot Lockers camping out and doing raffles and like, you know, you, you, you hear this animosity that they have towards like resellers. You know what I mean? And then they turn around and like invest in a company that's just, you know, a big digital reseller. It's like, oh, okay, so fuck me, heard you, you know. But whatever. Has reselling on sneakers gotten more difficult because the margins on certain sneakers have gotten smaller, or is it the opposite because there are so many more collaborations and and high selling sneakers? So my problem isn't. I mean, I would love it if the the margins would go back to what they used to. You know, there were there were a time where I could sell like Gr Jordans. You know, the ones that like they they just general release a Gr general release Jordan, and I could sell it for you know two fifty all day, and like they would sell out, and it was like every Gr was like, yeah, that's a check. You know, and those days are gone. I can't make a dollar off a general release most of the time now. Um, but like I find different ways to supplement it just by selling different kind of products, by selling more products, etc. The problem that these digital platforms have caused in my life specifically mm-hmm. is that it gives everyone a customer. So now I am in competition with so many more people when I'm out there trying to make the purchases. You know, people that would never have come out there and tried to buy a sneaker that would have never signed up for Supreme and tried to get a box logo because they don't have a customer for it. They don't have they don't know anybody. They don't have a network built up to where they can go sell this item. Now I have to compete with all those people that don't have their own network because they have a client to fall back on built into their cell phone. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What do you think or what do you think could solve that again? I mean, I don't really know if there's any solving it. I mean, it's just it's just the new way of the world, you know? And it's like, I mentioned scalpels, scalpers before, right? And mm-hmm. like this happened with them. They had like a good niche industry going on, you know? They would go down there and line people up and buy tickets and then sell them for more, right? And that was like, they, they ran that for years and years and years. And like, if you wanted to get into a game, you had to go to a scalper. You wanted to go into a Broadway show, you had to get into a scalper. And then StubHub came along. You know, hundred percent took it all and away, it ruined away all everything, the right? crushed it, crushed it. Yeah, right. The fees that they charge, whoo, it's crazy, right? But it's just love so them and convenient. hate them. It's so convenient, right? You don't got to deal with this sketchy dude. You don't know. You know what I mean? You don't got to worry if it's There's like no authentic or nothing. Yeah, None. exactly. It's, it's just it's everything. all right there, right? And the apps are doing that nowadays. That that's what's happening in my world in the sneaker world yeah. now. It's just technology is caught up to a point. They they found a hustle and they found a way to use technology to make that hustle work in a more convenient way now the only the only upside i have still and the only mm-hmm. way that i think i'm still going to be able to survive into the future is like a just you know my popularity i, I am fake popular in this resale world you know what i mean i have a good amount of followers i have a good amount of core customers i treat them well i do good business and, and word spreads around of that so that helps one the second thing i have to help is the fact that i just um i I can get you the product faster than the apps can, right? So like StockX, for instance, they give you two days to ship on most items, right? Um, but that's two business days to ship. So if I can click sell on Friday, I don't have to ship that till Tuesday, right? Then it takes a day to get there. They authenticate, you know, within a day or two and then ship to you. But now we're, you know, we're, we're I, sh- I sh- hit it Friday. I shipped it Tuesday. That's four days, two business days, but it's four days in real life. Yeah, they've right? already forgotten then, about it. Exactly. Then two days for them to get it back out to you and two more days for it to get to you maybe, right? right? So you're talking about like 
any on 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 the good side five six days on the bad side seven eight days before you can get this product to you whereas if someone buys something off me you know if they're local i can bring it right to them even if they're not local i'll mm -hmm. put it in the mail two-day priority the next day so you order it today i'll have it out to you you'll have it in two days tops and if you want to pay for next day shipping all the better you know i'll get it sure. the next day yeah. so i have that little bit of a niche um between that and just some people's distrust of the apps i mean i know you heard about that big like um that big data breach that StockX Insane. had. Insane. Yeah, it affected me, bro. I know it did. I know it did. I know it did. I know it did. Because I had the same username and passwords for my eBay. And my eBay got hacked not too long ago. And, like, somebody posted up, like, Melee vacuums for half price and, like, espresso machines for half price. And what they did was they changed the, um, the payout info on my account and then started posting all these, like, you know, hot houseware items for, like, cheap prices in hopes that somebody would just click buy it now and then they'd get the immediate payout but ebay caught it and like froze my account which was a Good. nuisance because it took me a long time to get it back and gotcha but you know i'd still rather that than, than yeah you for know, sure option but i know that came from stock 100 <laughs> i want to talk about mm -hmm. the supreme brick okay what the hell that was a while ago we got so many more what the hell's after that give me some more of the what the hell's because I mean, that's the, the most famous one what about the motorcycle that's not a what the hell too? that's pretty dope the, the motorcycle that's pretty sick uh, i'm not gonna lie i would i would ride around on a supreme motorcycle i'm not yeah. riding around on a supreme brick you're not but you can put it on your counter i will not put that on my put counter that on your ca look, <laughs> at the, look at this setup you got right here imagine a supreme Equipment. brick and I'm you good. Got, you, come on. You got like boxing gloves and baseball. Just imagine a Supreme Sports. brick right there. Sports. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But, you know, for the, for the Supreme enthusiast, that brick is like, boom. It's a paperweight. It's a, it's a statement piece. You know what I mean? Just you have your TV sitting on top of a brick. Like, yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> what are some of the other crazy items that Supreme's dropped? Oh, they've done like um, wrecking hammers. They've done crowbars. Um, they've done... Um, um, like umbrellas, they've done uh, measuring cup last year. It was pretty, that was like, pretty cool. I saw that. Was, but it was pretty out of the ordinary. Um, they, they've done a lot, man. They've done a lot. They've done boxing gloves. We've done bats, wiffle ball bats, aluminum baseball bats, um, lamps. Uh, just I'm trying to think of like some of the more weird ones. Um, I love the bouncy ball. Hammock. The bouncy right. ball is a free gift. Really? Yeah, that was like every season in the beginning of the season, they do a free gift. The bouncy ball was one of the free gifts for one of the years. Um, we've got hammocks, canteens, tents. Like you can fully go camping in complete Supreme. Sleeping bags. I'm luggages. sure people have done it. I'm, I'm, yeah, Eric Whiteback probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think makes Supreme do so well in contrast to all these other brands that try, fail, succeed for five years, fail mm. for 10? Yeah, I mean. Go out of business. The reason I think Supreme has done so well like up till now is just like their inability to give a fuck, so to speak. You what know does what that I mean? mean? It's okay to yeah, just yeah, let good. a curse slip. All right. Like Supreme has always been the brand that like just – always really didn't care like they they the guys there made good product they knew what it was they didn't care to advertise it they didn't care if you liked it they made it in such small numbers that they felt confident they would sell it and it's just been like they've always had a very nonchalant whatever attitude you know and that goes from like top down from like the management to the employees and that sort of attitude sort of created a mystique to them to like you know everybody wants to like like the asshole you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it's just they're kind of like ah, whatever like this is it we make nice shit you don't like it right, who cares get out of here like and that just made everybody sort of want it that doesn't know? work for everyone though you know that yeah but it just they, they've been riding that, that they've been riding that stone for so long like and i right. think and i think that a lot of places Con combined with good product combined with good product and combined i think with the authenticity of it a lot of people try to do that type of thing and they'll try to do that sort of as marketing and they'll try to do that sort of with the intent of having the same outcome at the end. And I don't think Supreme ever did it with the intent of having, you know, a specific outcome. Like I really think they didn't give a fuck a lot of the time. Do you think Supreme at all has a general negative connotation from media and higher profiles and whatnot? hundred percent. Why do you think that 100%. is? I think a lot of it is to do with like the, the history of like releases at the store like you know if you think about all the media coverage that supreme has gotten a it's lot. either yeah it's either about like you know a wild ass release like think about the what the phone not the what the phone posit but the phone posit supreme release like you know it shut lafayette street down in soho for two days like it was insane there were <laughs> helicopters out there like it, i was there for that it was insane. it was crazy insane how much 
Were those retailing for and how much did they go for right after? Right after they were like in the twelve, thirteen hundred dollar range, but they never actually wound up selling any other than on the website. They, really? They, they, they could not sell a pair out the store. The police closed the whole thing down. They did not Whoa. allow them to sell a pair out the store. Exactly. Yeah, it was bad. And the retail on those might have been like two fifty. Oh yeah. so people are really Trying yeah, to fight for ready, a thousand man. bucks. Yeah, they were, it was, they were ready, man. People were ready. There was so many people there, bro. Cars could not drive down the block. Like, because people were in the street? People were in the street. Like it, just, it looked like the San Gennaro Festival just in front of Supreme and like with less Italians. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, crazy. It, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. Completely nuts. What other releases have been as big as that? Um, there's been a couple here and there. Um, the Soulfly release in Miami for the Jordan ones, the R Basel ones, that was like that. It was pretty wild. Um there's been a lot of wild ones in New York. Um the uh Justin Timberlake when they did the Justin Timberlake Drees, they did a pop up for that in New York City. That was a complete shit show. And sometimes it's funny because like I can tell you releases that were like really crazy and then you right. think about that sneaker and you're like, that sneaker isn't that hard. Yeah. And like, yeah, that sneaker isn't that hard now. But when we first got a whiff of it, you know what I mean? Like we were out there in droves trying to like, you know, at first, at the first day, the first time anybody saw that sneaker, there were people paying thousand dollars for that sneaker. I was selling those Justin Timberlakes for like nine, eight, nine hundred dollars. Now, like, I don't think you can get three for them. You know what I mean? But the buzz. Really? Really. Really, 100%. But the buzz was so crazy in the beginning, especially that first drop at the New York City pop-up. It was the first time pairs were sold at retail, period. You know, And after that, there was a wider release. Like, the next week, there was a wider release. They hit a couple foot lockers, all the boutiques, and then it went straight to shit. But yeah. it's in so that funny initial how that offering, it went bananas. It's so funny how that is. I was looking at the mm -hmm. Cactus Jack Jordan 6s. Yeah. And Bow. boom. Yeah. We'll love, show the camera in a minute, love, but love. Um, mm -hmm. you know they were going for two, three thousand dollars a week before the release, and I was like, "Huh? Yep. Is anyone paying three thousand dollars for a shoe they're going to get for five hundred next week?" Some people, some people. I mean, they're nowadays like. You, you said that with all the confidence in the world, right? Because you know that's what's going to happen. Of course, it's, it's not. It hasn't always been that. It hasn't always been that. Before, what's the benefit for that? Because like right now, well, there's I, no benefit for me. <laughs> you right. know, for for the consumer, there's a benefit. It's a, the sneaker it's a world is a buyer's market right now. Oh, the benefit in getting it early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a flex. flex. It's That's just a it. flex. It is it's just a flex. There are still some people out there that I guess just haven't caught on enough to the fact that like, bro, it's going to go down. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? And like, don't ever quote me on that. The price is high. No, but like, you know, there, there are people out there that still, I think, don't like trust and believe but like originally people would pay these high prices because they'd be scared that like it would go higher you know and it used to there are sneakers that used to go higher like it would release it'd be like six seven hundred some of the old off-whites are still like that right they're just gaining in value they are gaining now but like now we're talking about like you know a year or two years out you know what i mean like i'm talking about they used to start going up immediately and like you know they released today at 300 tomorrow they're 350 next day they're 400 like they would just start climbing right in the beginning is that is that all just based off what people think they're worth and what they're selling for on and average? what the availability is got it and what the availability is but nowadays like with these apps it's just like it's just it's caused everything to tick in the complete opposite direction so now the sneaker will be at its best premium normally right before it releases right at the release and then like you know 24 to 48 hours after the release it starts yeah. ticking down ticking down and like another two days later when those online pairs start coming in it starts ticking down ticking down and then there'll yeah. be a restock it, starts, it keeps going down 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 and right. then it'll mellow out and then it'll start you know the right sneak the right sneaker yeah. it'll mellow out and then it'll start climbing back up again right but sometimes it doesn't even get back to that original number so things are like much harder for me nowadays because like i gotta hedge my bets a little wiser you know but whereas before like i can you know if i get 10 15 pairs of a sneaker no matter what sneaker it is i'm holding three or four of them you know what i mean i'm taking mm -hmm. the profit and rolling it into holding a couple of pairs and hoping that those pairs just like right. keep gaining in value but nowadays like you can't do that as much as you used to because like they might not get high enough in value to where they were when I could have first sold them, so it's not worth it. Or you and know, then it uh, takes up the real estate there, like exactly. time. Or like it's you know, it might be mental energy. Yep. <laughs> or like if it goes up, you know, if, if it's if I could sell for five hundred now and then like you know a year from now I could sell it for six hundred, like was it really worth tying up you know that money for a year mm. for an extra hundred bucks? Like you know, how many times over I could flip that money you know, in that year, it's just, it's not worth it so much nowadays. So it's a lot more gambling going on and gotcha. in terms of like what I'm willing to hold. 
I want to talk basketball shoes for a second, actual playing shoes. What have been the most popular playing basketball shoes playing, playing. since you've started doing what you're doing mm-hmm. to today? LeBron's and Kyrie's. Really? Yeah, as far as like technical basketball shoes, LeBron's and Kyrie's. People just want the LeBron's and Kyrie's? People just want the LeBron's and Kyrie's, but only in like the very limited colorways. Because the problem is with basketball sneakers, I feel, is like, you know, in my my heyday, you know, Jordans, Jordan 6s, Jordan 7s, Jordan 11s, those were basketball sneakers. I mean, Mike was basketball. He was also, (laughs) but the technology wasn't around to the point where the, the technology hadn't advanced as far as it is now. So basketball sneakers of my day were easily adaptable as lifestyle and fashion and casual Yeah, those are only casual leather. Now. Yeah, exactly. No one's hooping in Nobody's, Jordan 1s, but when you realize that Michael Jordan literally hooped in those exact 100%. shoes, and you take you take to somebody playing pickup, and you're like, yo, put these on. Yeah, oh, no. no way in hell. But the greatest like, of all yeah. time did it. Yep, 100%. Crazy. And if you go further than that, like, you know, Clyde Frazier wore, like, you know... Uh, the Puma Glides, uh, you know? Glides, like, and then, um, crazy. you know, somebody wore those uh, uh, Converse's. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and now you got the P.J. Tucker is occasionally wearing Nike Yeezys. Yeah, but he does it to flex. He does it just to flex. 100%. Like, uh, <laughs> basketball sneakers of our day right now, <laughs> there's, there's no leather. There's no suede. There's no materials that make it, that lend itself to, like, you know, getting fresh. You know what I mean? You can't really get... You can't, I can't get jiggy with this shit. Like you can't. It's just it's all, you know, fly wires and right. this and that. And it's like it's cool. It's great for basketball, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure for actually playing the game. It gives you a great edge and it's very supportful yeah. and it does everything it's supposed to do. But like it, it's it's hard to make any money off that. Mm-hmm. So where you can make money off that and where demand doesn't exist in that is in like player exclusive colorways and stuff like that. Every once in a while House of Hoops will release like, you know, P colorway of like a certain you know, sneaker, whether it be LeBron or a KD yeah. or something like that. And then, like, then you get the hardcore fans that really want it, you know? And then, like, those are good in summertime because people can wear those with, like, basketball shorts and stuff. I remember when the uh, when the Hyperdunks came out, the mm-hmm. Off-White Hyperdunks. Yeah, I remember that. Those are terrible. Yeah? Terrible. You didn't like them? Nah, off-White Hyperdunks. Not for playing, not for anything? I don't play. <laughs> yeah, fair I don't enough. play. I wish I played. I used to play baseball. That was you used to play baseball? I used to. Back yeah. in high school? Yeah, exactly. But then nice. I broke my fibula and tibula and no more baseball. <laughs> Bad. Aww. Bad. I know. Fair. I know. You didn't like those shoes, though? Those off whites? No, they were terrible. They were terrible. They had like a big strap in the middle of them for nothing. The sole was weird. They were horrible. What releases up and coming are you most excited about? Um, what up? You know what? you'd be amazed how like nearsighted I am with these things. You know what I mean? Especially considering it's my business. Like I only care about like what's about to drop. Like I don't have the time or energy to worry about things that are too far in the future. Um, I got to say right now, this moment, I'm looking forward to those uh, ALD New Balances they're releasing next week, the Amy Leon Dior. Okay. They're, they're actually this week. They'll probably already be out by the time this pod comes out. Um, there's like a colorway in those that are exclusive to the store. So that one should be a good hit for me. Um, other than that, uh, there is a, um, there's a clot fragment Air Force One release that's happening. They just did the clot. Air Force One, the blue. I got those in the bag, actually. The satin blues, those are really nice. Pull them out. Yeah. Let's, them out. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's let the people see yeah. the heat. My man's got all the heat here on the show. Yeah, I, try, you, I try, I try. You already know. These are Clot Air Force Ones. You got a camera right behind you over all there. Right, cool, cool, cool. This is the third colorway, the third iteration of these bad boys. Originally, they were released as a friends and family pair with um, the red satin on them. Last summer, they did a white satin on them. And then just this week, they've released in the blue satin, extremely limited. Um, the catch behind this sneaker is actually all of this, these satin fabric panels yeah. can be destroyed. You can take a knife and a razor blade or start Damn. cutting them up. They've got videos of people burning them. And there is leather underneath that has the exact same pattern sort of wow. embossed into the leather. So like, if you're brave enough, you can take them and start tearing away at the panels and creating like a really cool look with it. That's pretty cool. Yep. For those just listening to the audio, he just pulled out a super dope pair of sneakers and he's showing on camera on yep. YouTube, yeah. the Buster Show on YouTube. Check um, it out. Yep. So these are coming out in all black. 
right? All black upper, still white midsole, still a gum sole, but they are a collab with um, Hiroshi Fujiwama or Fujiwira, whatever. Super I can't cool. pronounce his last name, but Fragment. They're a Fragment <laughs> collab. So Got those you. are going to be like, these are already almost impossible to get, and those are going to be like even more impossible. Crazy. Or, yeah, crazy, crazy. All right, so we have this very special little product from our friends at Hip Parade from DA Card World. I don't know if you know anything about these, but essentially what it is is there's an NBA player, a former college player, former NBA superstar, signed jersey in this box. We don't know who it is. So it's like at random. It's at random. There are some Michael Jordans. There are some LeBrons. Okay, so there's some serious. So like, we're about to find out. There's some gems, possibly. What in we there. got in here, right, and then we might have to do a little giveaway here on the podcast. Uh, unless it's Michael Jordan, that. and then I have to take it. If it's Michael Jordan, it's yours. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, you first. let's get these open. You want me to go first? Yeah, you first. You first. I'm gonna stop opening the plastic, so we don't gotta wait longer. It's nice though. I like the box. Though. Box is very nice. Hit parade. Hit parade. So they oh, got like sealed. So they made like, they made they only made a hundred of these. So they okay. got a hundred. You got your number on there. Yeah, got I'm mine 18. on here. Whew. Pressure's on. Series 18, 19, series 13. Oh, so they've, been, they've been at it for a while now. They've been at it for a hot minute. They've been crushing it. And you order the jersey and it's like a blind box, basically. It's a blind box. Okay, okay. Get it on the site, and then you either get lucky. I mean, you you got to autograph jersey no matter what, right? Hundred so percent. Like, yeah. But you can there get really you can get unlucky. you can really win. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Looks like we got a Boston Celtic in here. Okay. Certificate of authenticity and all that. Let's see who we okay. got. Okay, Tatum. Jason Tatum. Let's go. Jason Tatum signed That's jersey. That's not a bad one. That's not bad at all. He has been crushing it. Certificate of authenticity. Oh, you got the little from hologram from Steiner that. Sports. Hip parade. Jason Tatum. It's a clean looking autograph that too. Is, that is full size jersey. Jason Tatum. That's cool. And it's on an authentic jersey. It's not authentic like on a swing jersey. man. Yeah, not that, that's that's Take cool. That's cool and yeah. everything. This is it right here. This is that's the one. Yeah. Jason Tatum. Nothing better than a good surprise. Yeah. If we got any Celtics fans listening to the podcast. Whew. That's nice. Somebody gonna win That's that. That's heat. And this this is the one with Michael Jordan in it, right? Is it? You tell me. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, no, nah, it ain't Jordan. We got a football jersey. We got a football jersey. Football? Yeah, no. Football jersey. Oh, is it? No. Doesn't it's look a, like I it. I mean it's a basketball design. Oh. Fact. This is a, oh, snap. I think I know who you just got. I'm not a big sports guy. You just got Giannis and Tedakumpo, the reigning MVP. Giannis Atatacumpo. He just pulled Giannis. I know the Giannis name. I know the Giannis name. He's the best player in all of basketball. So you got, it's as good as it gets. And this is his college jersey. No, that's his Milwaukee Bucks NBA. This is what the Bucks wear now? That's a crate. That must be like a city jersey, though, because that's not their normal jersey. The Bucks could do better than this. That's nice. But you can't do any better than that from Hit Parade. That's, that's sick. That's nice. We did good today. We did good today. I My think friend, so. we did we, we did good with theme. that. We got the green theme going. We got the green there. theme. I thought you pulled a second Boston Celtic. That's not bad. That's this not is bad. fresh. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Jason Tatum. Keep an eye on the the Buster Show socials for for how to potentially to win that. How to win those? Yeah, lucky it wasn't Mike. Put those down. <laughs> that's fun though. Yeah, that is fun. Do you That's know, cool. That's really cool. It's like a great Christmas gift, you know? The best. Um, do you know anything about sports cards? Um, not really. I mean, I know that, like, StockX is now yeah. dealing in sports cards, which makes me want to sort of, like, spend an afternoon, you know, Googling. I think you should. Yeah, but at the same time, like, StockX now dealing in sports cards makes me not want to spend an afternoon Googling. You know what I mean? I hear your like, point, yeah, but because yeah, like when they sort of get their hands on something, they're not doing it. They're not doing it right yet, though. Yeah, it's it's like, going to be yeah. years before they do it right. I'm sure. Yeah, it, the markets run on eBay, uh, mm-hmm. but the why I suggest mm-hmm. being into sports cards is because the margins on it mm-hmm. are insane. If you if you if you so for example, in 2013, mm-hmm. this guy. Giannis. Was the fifteenth overall pick in the draft. Antimacun. He was the he was the fifteenth 
Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Giannis, what up? I'm going to blindly spell it. A-N-T-E-T-O-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead, Buster. Uh, he lives this life. Lives it. That's all I do. But point being with sports cards mm-hmm. is... Uh, the, like for example, in 2013, he was a 15th overall pick. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I bought a couple of his rookie cards. I didn't buy nice rookie cards. I bought rookie cards for a dollar. Okay. Those are now 500. Wow. That kind of increase. Wow. So if you get it right, yeah. Like there are a couple guys right now, like Jaren. Oh, but you can get it wrong, and still, as long as you don't like, you know what I mean. Jaren, Jack. Every single 100%. rookie, you say something like that to me, it's like, all right, I'll spend ten dollars on every single rookie every year. And what I'm in, I'm down to. And you get them, year. you get like, them graded. You get, yeah. you get the good ones graded when they make it. Mm-hmm. Don't waste the money up front. Yeah. And then those graded ones are what's actually worth like the 500, 600, 700. Yeah. But you know, guys like Luka Doncic at the beginning of this year yeah. was a hundred dollars, and since from this and he won rookie of the year last year since the beginning of this year to now they're up 50 percent. now do you go find like places where you can just buy that one card or are you like ebay buying, like... ebay you can buy individually on ebay okay. you can box break da cardwell that's what that's kind of the the field that they work in mm-hmm. through beyond hip parade they have a sports card version of that too but um they're uh hmm. it's pretty crazy that's not bad i'm down i'm down like, it's pretty I'm crazy not only you know, sneaker and streetwear. But the point, point being, if you if you pick a couple players that you yeah. really like, yeah. like right now, I have a couple guys in mind. Jaron Jackson, who's a friend of mine who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies, he's oh, one of them. Okay, okay. I bought a ton of his rookie cards. Okay. So if what he makes the, it, the one everybody's talking about, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. Isn't he the it's, biggest thing ever? No. Yes. Yes. Too expensive. Oh, he's already he's already oh, gone. He's already gone. Signed okay. rookie cards are selling for thousands. Ooh. He hasn't played yet, right? He hasn't played game. a game. And what what's the deal with that? I was like listening to something, I think on your podcast. <laughs> Somebody was talking to you about it. Probably. Like, you would, yeah, you were saying something He's, about his feet, right? Yeah, so essentially You what, covered it already. Don't worry about it. We can we don't have to. Real quick. Like, all right, for those ahead. that have only that are only happy. for those that are just here for you and don't give a all 17, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> don't give a, a cat's meow about <laughs> me. I just learned that phrase the other day, so I had to, I had to slide it in. But point I think I used it improperly too, but point being um, that when Zion Williamson, with his footwork, mm-hmm. he has a very like inward step. When you watch him walk, it's kind of awkward. Like pigeon's old, kind of very thing. much so. All right. And he can have the out the same thing for outward. It's just never straight. Okay. So when he was in high school playing against kids that look like me, yeah. it's he can dominate them regardless of whether it, what his footwork is. Yeah. In college, he can dominate everybody because of how outstandingly athletic at six foot six, six foot seven he is. Yeah. At the NBA level, it's not that case. Yeah, because everybody is the guy that can dominate on the NBA level. Exactly. The guys on the bench are the guy that that dominated. The guy, the twelfth man on the yeah. bench, dropped seventy in high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's that crazy. Yeah. So everything has to be to a T mm-hmm. Makes sense. when it comes to the professional level. So yeah. Zion Williamson has to get to that point. Physically, yeah. health-wise, too, he has to get to that point. Mm-hmm. He uh, he tore a ligament earlier uh, in the preseason, and okay. that's that what's That wasn't when he busted through the sneaker, right? That wasn't... Separate. That was okay. in college. All right. Um, and that, he was actually fine from. He was back the next game. But okay. um, that, in and itself, I'm sure that had a interesting effect on the sneaker world too. Zion Williamson when he was playing a game of Barack Obama sitting in the front everybody yeah, was there yeah, he yes, broke yes. through his own Nike yeah he just it, that's what made me realize who he was I mean first of all you know what I mean that he was like this beast of a, of a guy you know what I mean because <laughs> right. the way it sort of played out was like it was just he was so strong like that is his fast breakers you know the sneaker just couldn't hold his strength that's like how i read it in the media right you know but again that's like technical basketball stuff it really has no bound it has no there's no part of that that crosses over into like the the reselling sneaker world you know what i mean crossover into nike stock though it did but like that means nothing to me as long right. as they're still putting out the right retros and I can make a dollar off it. <laughs> right. it does not matter what their stock right. is doing. Yeah. Do you wish these sneaker companies kind of adapted sneaker resellers more and kind of highlighted what they bring, being able to like get specific people and people of especially like celebrities? Because that's oftentimes who resellers are dealing to. I do have a couple of celebrities um, and athletes that I deal with. Yeah, 100%. So don't you think that these companies should be highlighting that? more so because i know guys that are assigned to nike mm-hmm. that can't get the shoes from nike that they want 
what the hell? Yeah, it's just because you know how many guys are signed to Nike, you know, in total, and like some of these sneakers are very guys very on multi-million dollar contracts. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I do. I do. It's I do. ridiculous. I do. It's, it is ridiculous. And the fact the that they look. hit you up, yeah, more to get the to. shoes it's for awesome. them, it's awesome. of the brand that they work with. Yeah, that's like, why I've I think Nike, these companies should I've show had Nike up. Nike hit me up and like to a degree they have started like showing me specifically a little bit of love. I've done a couple of things with them, a couple of like focus groups and like. They've taken me on a couple of dinners here and there now and shown me product and asked me for opinions. And I like that stuff. But at the same time, you got to think about there. The, you have to think about the guy. And I always do think about that guy because I was that guy once. Like the guy that's out there on the line trying to buy a sneaker for themselves, right? Mm. To them, I am the biggest scumbag piece of shit that exists. You right. know what I mean? I'm out there. You know, I'm paying kids from my block to come out and put up chairs and like camp out. And like I'm out there trying to stop them from buying any sneakers so I can buy as many as I can and reap a profit. You know, and this is a guy who is a collector. This is a guy who loves it. You know what I mean? And there are less and less of those guys out there nowadays. Most of the guys are me trying to flip it and make a dime, you know, but like. Those people still exist, you know, especially with the rarer the shoe is. If there's an opportunity to line up, like for a real rare sneaker, which there aren't many opportunities to line up, things have just gotten to a point on the lines where, like, it's not sustainable, it's not safe, they can't do it, like, mm. in a orderly enough fashion that it, it can happen. So that's why everything's like a digital raffle now. But, you know, those consumers, you know, are the ones on Nike's blogs, on the comment boards, on the websites, on Instagram, on Twitter, talking about how, like, Nike has to find a way to deal with me you know what i mean so for nike to then turn around and be like oh we're gonna take these guys and like value their opinion and sort of give them a platform or listen to them in some sort of way is gonna make a lot more people hate them than it is sort of like like them and understand what they're doing gotcha i am the bad guy sadly (laughs) sadly i try not to be you know as best as i can you know i'm not one of the asshole resellers there are a lot of the asshole resellers i've dealt with some of them yeah, I try not to be that guy ever, ever, ever. And you it's know? like, and like on the on the buyer's end, it's like, bro, I'm just trying to get fly yeah. this week. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. What's with the attitude? Yeah, it's like, nah, I'm just trying to make a dollar this week, man. Like, screw right. that. Yeah. So there's that. This has to be a comfortable meeting, and we haven't really. I guess StockX might be that comfortable meeting. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. minus the data breaches. Yeah, <laughs> minus the data breaches, heavy, and they got to get. They have to get their authentication processes. Like I heard, and I, I'm curious if you can validate mm-hmm. this or or whatnot. But I heard for cheap sneakers, they don't even they don't even look at them. I doubt they do, man. Because like, here's the thing: they I know that they have procedures set in place that they have to authenticate every shoe they get every day, right? And the bigger they get, like the harder that's going to be during Christmas time now, you know what I mean? With the holidays coming up, I can only imagine how many sneakers get shipped to them a day and they have to authenticate every sneaker every day. I've heard they do an amazing job though, to give them credit on Um, like the high end stuff. Okay. Because they probably have like their top guys doing the high end stuff. Right. Probably. But like, which is important too. You don't want people getting scammed out of thousands. Like my thing is like, who is their top guy? Like, you know what I mean? Who they, they are growing like so Kanye rapidly. West. Who is their top guy, man? Yeah, but they, they're growing <laughs> so rapidly. They're just and like I, I know like they make people go through like you know they they like regular you know hiring procedures. You have to right. have a resume and you have to like pass a background check and mm-hmm. like if you have a degree of some sort, that kind of shit helps, right? None of that means shit when you're authenticating a sneaker. Like if you're not a sneaker guy and you don't know kicks, like I don't care how proficient you were in school. I don't care how many like, you know, how high your grades were. If you can or spell how good, Giannis Antetokounmpo's name blind. Exactly, which you could. But like <laughs> none of that matters when you're holding this, this sneaker in your hand, especially with like how good these fakes are getting. Right. It's fucking scary, bro. These fakes are amazing, you know? They're amazing, they're amazing, they're amazing. It's funny because, like, even me, like, I couldn't be an authenticator. There's no way in the world I could be an authenticator. People hit me up all the time, like, yo, can you tell me if this box logo's real or send me pictures? Yo, does this, like, does this pair of Travis's like, oh, no, look bro. real? That's not what I do. I'm like, ah, fuck, if I know if it looks real, I'm not looking at my pairs. I'm not mm. taking my pairs and opening them up and dissecting them and looking at them because I know where I get them from. Like, I don't buy my product from, like, shady, you know, guys with a, you know, this guy's 30 pairs in the back of his truck. Like, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like, all my product comes from places and stores that I know have legit accounts and legit sources and are beyond question. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to ask when it's coming from a certain place. So I don't ask and I don't look. I know my shit is real. I've never had a fake. Like, you know, period. Never. 
because I know where I get my stuff. I've always had like yeah. a big distrust. You know, I have people hit me up on Instagram all the time. Yo, bro, it's good. I had three pairs on the raffle. You want to buy them for me? Like, you know, I'll give you a good price. Your Soul Street, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> you in New York? Like, you in New York? Like, oh, no, nah, you in Cali? Nah, sorry, I don't even want I'm like, you're in New York? All right, cool. Like, when are you picking them up? I'll meet you at furniture store. You know, like, I want to see you coming out the store with them. If you're going to give me a perfect good price, I want to see that you're coming out the store with them. You know, if I buy sneakers off somebody, it's somebody that I'm on the street with reselling with. You know, it's a fellow reseller brethren that I know where he gets his pairs from, too. You know, so I never really have that issue. And I think StockX has that issue now because they're just high. They just they need manpower. You know, they need manpower. Yeah, the system is so big now. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. It's difficult. And, like, I don't think they're purposely selling fakes to anybody, but, like, do some slide by, I'm sure. Like, there's no way not to, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure they'll get better, too. They have a lot of money behind everything. And they have have really, I love the people that they have at the top. Yeah. They're really good people. Luber Luber, Lubsky. Good guy. Josh Lubsky. Yeah, I've had a couple conversations with him. He seems all right. And I love that. He sees the vision in sports cards, too. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely yeah. cool. He's got the whole desk with all the Ken Griffey's <laughs> in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If you could have dinner with three people, who would they be, living or dead? If I could have dinner with three people, living or dead, Barack Obama. That's um, number one on mine, too. Yeah, Barack Obama. You got uh, him right behind you looking over. What's up, dog? <laughs> um, Barack Obama, Biggie Smalls. I just got that off the wall, too. Just Damn, Barack Obama, Biggie Smalls. And... um. No, I'm a, I'm a substitute Biggie Smalls for Kanye West. Barack Obama, Kanye West, and um, my grandmama. Love it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, she'd be the cook. She'd cook for us. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I always go LeBron. Okay, he seems like a really interesting dude, but I just like, there's too much of him out there. Fair, especially with that new HBO show, amazing show. It's a great show. I like. I, I haven't trained myself to watch it every time yet, but every time it's on, I've enjoyed it. But you can binge. That's what HBO is for. I can. I don't got binge time, bro. I got five kids. Real life sucks. Yeah, five kids. <laughs> five kids. Yep. Shout out Taina, Tyler, Ethan, Morgan, and Andrew. What up? Bada boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's my awesome. oldest. I have an eighteen-year-old daughter, bro. My oldest wow. is eighteen. Yeah. My youngest is six. That's awesome. Ish. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. It is. It's exciting sometimes. It's it's dreadful at others, you know, but I make <laughs> it work at all times. So what's your what's the biggest thing you've learned from being a parent? Oh, um, the biggest thing I've learned from being a parent is just yeah. like to, you know, accept their mistakes. Like just accept your mistakes, accept their mistakes. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just everything is a learning process mm-hmm. nothing is the same from kid to kid from person to person just because somebody parents one way and i parent another just because one kid kids one way and another another like it's just everyone's different you just gotta sort of hope for the best and ride forward you know what i mean you gotta just do the best man you gotta do your best and Always. can't beat yourself up like a kid's gonna be a, a child is a person you know what I mean? You can try to mold that person a certain way, but like at some point they're going to grow up and have their own like mentalities. They're going to have their own personality. Right. You know what I mean? Like they are going to be their own person and you just right. got to do your best. Like I just, my goal for my kids is to just be good people. Like I don't That's care good. if they make a shit ton of money. I don't care if they finish school. I hope they do. Like I, I just want them to be genuinely good people. Man. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever uh, mm-hmm. have a kid, though, if they're not in the NBA, it's a failure. That's, that's I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, and although and a lot of you can spell a lot of people. Okimawamba blind. Okimawamba. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's his name. Reigning yeah. MVP. Okimawamba. You already know the vibes. Yeah, he's on the Bucks, right? Last time I paid attention <laughs> to the Bucks was because the last player I, I ever could think of on the Bucks was like uh, Skip. Skip to my Lou was on the Bucks, right? Wasn't he? Who? Lou Williams. No, Who are you he was to? one of the uh, and and one basketball players. Rock oh, Park gotcha, guys. gotcha, yeah, gotcha, he gotcha. Like, he made it onto the Bucks. For Do you pay attention to the NBA at all? No. What about when the NBA Finals come around? Then okay, like you know what then it is. A little like, bit. Yeah, I got some friends that I like hang out with and watch the game. I would, I, I want to get more into it. I don't mind watching games. You know mm. what I mean? But like, I'm not doing that shit when I'm at home. Like on my own time. You know what I mean? Like when I'm at home, I'm mm. like. 
you know, running through PayPal, doing out, you know, making sure all my invoices are straight, making sure everything's shipped out, digging through bins of products, seeing what I can sell, you know what I mean? For dealing sure. with the kid, dealing with the moms, like, you know, it's just life is just busy for me. hundred percent. Uh, Which is, I, I want more of that though. Like I right. want to like be able to like go to a bar and have some wings with the guys and like watch a sports game. Cause we I gotta, enjoy watching. We got to get you set up with a league pass. We got to get you straight. I don't even know what that is. What is that? It's the NBA on demand to be able to watch any game in any city, home and away broadcast. Oh, okay. League pass. Yeah. League pass. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we got to get you. Netflix. NBA exactly yeah, except it's all live okay and you can watch old games like new but games see, nah, I just I want to watch with like people like I want that to be a social thing gotcha like that's been a goal of mine like whether NBA or NFL like I want to have like my sports crew for sure you know what I mean like yeah beers and wings and sports but I'm still I'm still searching for the right group <laughs> of guys yeah man that <laughs> yeah, it's hard. gotta find the right group of guys so this right question group. is kind of going to be mm-hmm. uh random Let's since go. you don't follow Let's go. But that might play to your advantage, honestly. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So let's our sponsor it. for the podcast is Playline. They're a Toronto-based sports uh, sports company. Okay. And their whole thing is guessing players' stats. Okay. For games. All right. On like their own system. Like they have this money line system. Oh, and yeah, they it's all for a, betting. They have, yes. Yes, okay. And they have See, a challenge. I want to do that, too. I want to do that. This is your first, is your first shot right, at doing go. it. Let's go. Let's see. So you have to guess there's this challenge called the Beat Buster Challenge where they have to, where people listening to this or watching this have to get mm-hmm. guess closer mm-hmm. than I guess. Okay. And if they guess closer, they're entered this week to win a game-worn LeBron jersey. Oh, wow. So it's pretty good. That's the bad. stakes are very high. And if they get every single one right, so you can enter two. Okay. If they get these three players, Giannis, Luka Doncic, and James Harden right, Giannis. get a million dollars. Wow. And whoever gets the closest gets a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! In the Beat Buster Challenge, so they put some money behind you. So yeah, yeah. this is pressure, your Buster. this is your chance. All right, go ahead. What do you think Giannis Antetokounmpo will average against Atlanta next week? Against we'll put up Hawks. points, rebounds, and assists. These are arbitrary numbers because yeah. nobody knows, but. Points, <laughs> rebounds, and assists. Right. So I'm gonna say he's gonna have now. Can I get any background information? Like, what was his? Yeah, he puts last up here. Here's what I'm gonna. Uh, th- these are my guesses. Okay, he's gonna put up around thirty points. Around. See, I was gonna say thirty-seven points. That's fine. Thirty-seven points. Okay, I'm thirty-seven points. All right, now the next subject rebounds. Is rebounds. Rebound. Subject. subject. <laughs> next re- uh, I wish school was like that, bro. I would have gotten A's in every class. How many rebounds? How tall is this man? He's six eleven seven. 6'11". That's like that's like average NBA height, right? <laughs> a little um, taller than average, but yeah. Taller. But this guy was the reigning MVP, right? This guy was the most valuable player, and it's a Katampo. The most. He was. He was. <laughs> I, I think he's going to have – I think he's going double in each bracket, so I think he's going to have 12 rebounds. Okay, and assists, final, and final, assists. final subject. So that's like alley-oops. <laughs> Yes, right? that's right. alley-ooping somebody else, getting somebody the ball they score. Yes, I assist. I mean, again, I, he's going to have doubles in each one, right? So he's going for the triple-double. He's going for the triple-double. going for that triple-double. Tri- against Atlanta? Yeah. Against Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. The Hawks ain't got nobody on there. Okay, so you no think clue. he's going double digits in that, yeah, too? Yeah, so I'm going to say he's going for 12 also. Luka Doncic, the reigning rookie of the year who I was talking about earlier okay. with his rookie cards. He's the European dude, right? Yes, he is. I don't know because of the name. I don't really know. Oh. <laughs> He's playing against the Golden State I'm Warriors. Good at pretending like he's playing against the Golden State Warriors now, which I know suck right now. Suck. KD's not there, and Steph's out. And Steph's, Clay Thompson's out. Yeah, yeah. Literally, their starting five last week, uh-huh. from the best of the best the Warriors have been, every single player was either on a different team or out from Jeez. last year. Damn, how crazy! Is that? That's how the mighty fall, you know. Real quick though, they, they took the trip last year. No, they didn't. They didn't. Toronto did. Toronto, yeah, the that was crazy. I Drake. I knew I was at OVO Fest right after, uh, came out, dun, 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 poof, trophy, giant trophy, yeah. and he performed in front of a 30-foot-tall trophy. Yeah, Drake loves Drake loves his Raptors. He I want to talk about Raptors. Drake getting booed off stage right after I'll this, talk about that, but yeah. real quick, Luca. Right, he's going to have, right, He what, what position does he play? Point guard. He's a point guard. Yeah, point okay, so point shooting a, guard. He's a shorter yeah. dude, so he's not going to have a lot of rebounds. Val- right now. Valid. Right? All right, cool. So he's running the ball around. He's going to have a lot of assists because that's what the point guard does, right? So I'm going to go with 13 assists. Okay. Right? I know a little bit, right? Yeah, you do. I, I, I used to, you know, I, you know he I was played European. some scrimmage games. Yeah. I played some pickup <laughs> games when I was a kid, you know? All right. Um, 
I started with the end this time, right? He's going to have yes. 13 assists. Yes. The rebounds, he's going to have six. Okay. He's going to have six rebounds. That's just because he's a point guard. He's quick. Yep. He's going to yep. get yep. in there and score a little weight. <laughs> we're running about, right? Cool. Then the points, right? It's the best read of all time. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with, um, you know what I mean? He's... I knew his name, so he's got to be a prominent enough player that can make him buzz, right? So he's not scoring seven points a game, right? This guy's going to score. He's going to score 19 points. Bang. Let's Last go. one, James Harden. You've James heard of him. James Harden, yeah. He's, he's got, got the, the sneakers. Beard. Yeah, he's got the beard. He's uh, on the ra- He's on the Houston. Yes. Right? The you were just in his town. I was. I was just in his town. Yo, Houston was a nice place, man. Super nice, right? Very nice place, man. Because I was in San Fran two weeks before that. And in contrast, ooh, San Fran has a lot of problems. That was disgusting. All right, back to Harden. <laughs> Harden. James Harden. James Harden. I feel like I feel like James Harden be entertaining the ladies a little too much, though, bro. So yeah? Like, is it a home game or an away game, this next game? Let me check for you right now. Right? At Denver. So not too, in, not a crazy party it's life. It's not a crazy party life. I'm trying to think of what strip clubs I could think of in Denver. I can't think of any. But so um, there's your I answer. Feel like He's going you, out and putting up. Nah, does he play I, better or worse after a strip club? I think he plays worse after a strip okay. club. Okay. Yeah, everybody plays worse after a strip okay. club. Okay. All right. So I think he's going to have like, but his worse is still better than a lot of guys better. So I think I'm going to go with him having like 21 points. Six rebounds. He's like a little woozy from the night before. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. not really. He's he's and he's running up the court most of the time. You know what I mean? He's trying to compensate from like the hangover. Um, and then for the assists, like let me ask you this: Is he the captain? Yes. Okay, so he's really trying to get the other. He was guys. the MVP two years ago, also. Okay, so he's already, he's really trying to get his guys to shine too. Yes, that's how I feel the captain's mm-hmm. doing. So he's good, and that's why he's gonna have not so many points. But a good amount of assists. I'm okay. Go with 17 assists. Oh, He's going to be throwing that ball around. Damn. I That's bold. I'm shooting here. I'm shooting so here. Real quick, for yeah. anyone that wants to enter to try to win, like yeah. our friend Dre here, yeah. uh, just go to playline.com, enter the Beat Buster Challenge, and put in Buster to get $25 free when you put in $5. You're probably going to be Soul Street, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out. Yeah. The stats are here. Yep. All right. Um, we'll see. Cool. Drake. 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 Flognog. Flognog. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, Drake whole shit is a joke showed up as a surprise to Camp Flognog, which mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is Tyler, Tyler the Creator's music festival. music festival. Yes. Showed up as a surprise instead of Frank Ocean. Fans mm-hmm. were expecting Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Amazing artist. Very talented. Yes. Everybody loves him. Yep. Drake shows up. Biggest artist, debatably, in the world. Debatably, 100%. Debatably. Yeah. Yep, but yep. one of, top yep. five. De- definitely. Top five guarantee. Definitely. Drake shows up. Mm-hmm. He asks the crowd mm-hmm. in the middle of a set, can I continue? Make some noise yep. if you want me to continue. And he gets booed. I heard. I heard. So he walked off. Yeah, said, he's... my name is Aubrey. Go Thank you. Yourselves. I'm out. Fuck yourself. He didn't say that. <laughs> I'd have said that. Nah, but like what I was reading was that... um. You know, so Frank wasn't really supposed to be there, first of all, from what I read, right? Just everybody's wanted him there for the past few years. They've, like, really wanted Frank Ocean to be there these past few years um, because I guess he used to have some ties with Tyler and, like, um, people just want him and people were hoping that he was going to be there. And there was a few special guests before Drake even got up there and the people sort of were expecting... They, they didn't think Drake was going to be the last special guest. Mm. So I think it was he was just sort of set up for failure. I don't think it's that people don't like to hear Drake. I mean, especially like at a festival or a party environment, like his music is jamming. You know what I mean? I'm not a music guy like that anymore either. But like, put some Drake on in the club, you know, that shit is lit. You know, like... Popping. Popping, that's the word I was searching for. So, um, <laughs> you know, I just think it was the wrong set of... The wrong set of circumstances. And with that being said, I think he's handled it amazingly well. He signed a 10-year contract to yeah. return to Flognog every year for the next 10 years. Savage. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's been handling it well. I mean, whatever. You know, everybody's... You also need that, too. Yeah. He's going to write a song about that 100%. and make a billion dollars. And, and it's going to give him that 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 hunger. You know what I mean? You need and to have a little nothing, bit of rejection to like keep 100%. pushing. There's nothing that Drake loves more than media attention. 100%. 100%. And that yeah. is what he 
got a lot of right a, a lot. lot. He was yeah, number one trending on Twitter great. immediately afterwards. Yeah, I don't even have Twitter. I mean, I have one. I don't use it often. Do you think in general social media is a good thing for society? I ask every guest this, and I'm yes. curious how the answer is different. Yes, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I have such a skewed vision of it because social media is my livelihood. You know what I mean? Like there would be no Soul Street Sneaker Co. if there weren't social media. Would I still be selling sneakers? Maybe because I started like before the social media wave. I was selling them, you know, doing Craigslist meetups and posting stuff on mm. Craigslist and eBay. Um, so I'd probably still be doing that, but I wouldn't have like all the customers I have. I wouldn't have, you know, the the fame and the fortune, which is <laughs> very meager, but like, you know, it's still cool. It's, the, it's, it's, it's getting to like a little surreal point because like I do a lot of complex stuff. I'm on complex pretty often. Gotcha. I've done MTV two times scheduled to go back for a third now like sick yeah exactly and like it's getting to a point where like i'm starting to be noticed like in soho around supreme it's been like that for a few years like oh you're soul street you're the guy on complex right but like i went to houston and like everybody online knew who i was everybody online for the sneakers you know like everybody knew who i was oh you're soul street oh you're, you're soul street oh what up, what up? that's like, a great they feeling take pictures with me and shit and i'm just like yo bro i'm a piece of shit bro you don't want to take <laughs> you know that's I mean? not but, true like, but it's it's cool but it's like it's something that i i gotta start i guess adapting to a little bit but like it's weird it's just awkward but like there would be none of that without social media mm. you know what i mean like they complex did that documentary on supreme reselling i was like one of the main guys that's what like got me all my followers but like if that was the only thing that had ever happened and it only lived on youtube it would have just happened and been done with you know what right I mean? but because you have your own social channels yeah exactly 100%. and there's and value there it's up. not just selfies yeah yeah 100 <laughs> for me it's everything you know i do all my business i don't even have a website like you can't go that's onto crazy. a website and click and buy my products you know i have the phone number on instagram you can text the number or dm it's all on instagram gotcha yeah super cool where so i love social media yeah I feel the same way. I think yeah. if you use it, the, there, there are different aspects to it. Like you can use it the wrong way. A hundred percent. Use it the right way. The right yeah. way is to connect with like-minded people and people you find interesting and yep. ways that mutually benefit both parties yep. and you provide value to them first. And, just and the bad way is, they find all those old, right. old tweets. And the bad way is making people feel worse about themselves. Correct. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's the wrong 100%, way. hundred percent. And it's so much of both. But I mean, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Or the bad with the good. Hundred <laughs> percent. My yeah. man, where can people find you best? Uh Instagram, man. Soul Street Sneaker Co. At Soul Street Sneaker Co. Put in Soul Street Amusery the first one. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're Yo, the man. Bust, I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you. Of course. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen. Everything. Keep an eye on this man and keep an eye on at the Buster Show. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Later.